If you've ever felt like you just weren't enough, maybe you weren't strong enough, you weren't smart enough, you didn't have what it took to do what you wanted to do. Maybe you just want to be this person that you see, that you know you could be, you have the potential to be, but you just keep falling short. That can feel so frustrating. And if you felt that way, you are in good company because Nephi absolutely did too. Today, we're going to be talking about 2 Nephi chapters 3 through 5 and Nephi's journey of feeling that he wasn't enough and the feelings and emotions that brought to him and what he did to go through it. We're going to be sharing his process so that we can all do it too at those times when we might feel we just feel a little bit short. I'm Jamie Knapp. If you are not joining me for the first time, you probably recognize that I'm not in the same place that I normally am. I found out that my dad needed to have emergency surgery, so hit the road, came down to help him out. And so I am in a different space with different equipment. So if you're listening to the podcast, the sound might be a little different. I apologize for that, but we are still going to share some amazing truths. It's going to be super fun today. So when we got here, I got to where my dad was staying and found out that there were some problems happening. I I walked into the bathroom and there was along the wall, there was a bunch of water. And so my dad hadn't been there. He'd been at the hospital. And so I was just checking. I said, did you know, did anyone spill some water here? And he said, I don't think so. And and so we got looking and we recognized that the water was actually leaking from the other side of the wall where the water heater was. Well, it was a, a place where in order to get to the water heater, it was a little precarious. <laughs> the only way to get there was to jump over a cupboard top and squeeze into this little tiny space. We had to move the stove to get there. It was quite the process. So I go and my mom and I are just trying to pull the stove out, pull it out, pull it out, pull it out. We finally get it pulled out, but then there's still not room for anyone, no matter how skinny you are, to squeeze in between the stove and the cupboard and get back to where the water heater was. And so I decided that the only way to get there was to go over the cupboard. So we had to climb over the cupboard under the microwave, like it, you're like snaking through there, but right, the cupboard's high. And so I'm trying to like, my dad's like, maybe you could just kind of jump up there. And so I kind of try to like jump myself up there and I'm, I'm thinking, no way, no how, right? I can't do this. I am not like a high jumper, right? I can't get up there. And so I finally decide I'm going to get a chair and I get on the chair and I step up there. I'm still having a hard time getting like maneuvered in there. I end up like scraping against part of the cupboard and it's like, it's, it's kind of messy. I, <laughs> I finally get in there. I wiggle in there. I watch my head jump down into the hole, crouch down. And then the water heater spigot is a little bit loose. So I'm trying to pull it and I'm trying to pull it tight. And I, as hard as I pull, there is no way, no way I am pulling this tight. And I, I give it my all, but I, I'm just not strong enough. There's no way I'm stronger. So we end up figuring out that, okay, we need to go borrow a tool. So go borrow a tool from the neighbor, pull a wrench, get a wrench, get in there. Still, it's not working. It's not working. Well, finally, I'm able to get it. The leaking stops. I jump out of there. But as I was thinking about that, I thought about how so many times in our lives, we messes are happening. Water is leaking on the floor. Life is not looking the way we want it to look. 
And in our brains, we know how we want it to be. I wanted to just get in there, pull the spigot, have it be done and great. But I wasn't strong enough. And no matter how hard I wanted it, without a tool, I just wasn't strong enough to pull it as tight as it needed pulled. And I had to get a tool. I had to get some help. And sometimes in life, that's the same way. Maybe we have a relationship that is not what we want it to look like or a situation. Maybe we keep losing our temper or maybe we are critical or whatever it is. And in our brains, we know that's not what we want it to be like. In our brains, we know how to fix it. I just need to stop doing that, right? But no matter how hard we try, it just doesn't work out. We're not strong enough. We're not patient enough. We're not smart enough. We're not whatever it is, fill in the blank. And that can make us feel frustrated about ourselves. Why can't I fix this? Why can't I just make myself do this differently? And Nephi, believe it or not, felt a lot of those same feelings. Nephi was in a situation that was arguably very difficult. But he also had had a lot of things that were very good happen to him. In fact, in 2 Nephi chapter 4, verse 2, we find out that he knows how blessed he should feel. He said that the scriptures have prophesied concerning his seed and future generations. And he says that of those prophecies, there are not many greater. In other words, Nephi says, I know I should be grateful. I know I'm blessed. I know my seed is going to be blessed. There's, there's not, like, no one has greater blessings than me and my seed. And yet, and yet, life is real. In chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, he also recognizes, he says, My soul delighteth in the things of the Lord. My heart pondereth continually upon the things which I have seen and heard. He says, I'm always being blessed. Good things are happening to me. The Lord is speaking to me. I'm thinking about all that all the time. In 17, he says, though, nevertheless. So even though, even though I've got all these things going in, in my life, notwithstanding the great goodness of the Lord and showing me his great and marvelous works, my heart exclaimeth, O wretched man that I am. Yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh. My soul grieveth because of my iniquities. I am encompassed about because of the temptations and the sin which do so easily beset me. Nephi has seen visions. He's seen miracles. He's been shown things. He's talked to angels. The Lord has shown him so many things. And yet, and yet, he says, sins and temptations do so easily beset him. He feels encompassed. He feels like even though he is blessed beyond anyone else he knows, he still keeps messing up. He still keeps falling short. He still doesn't like how he is responding to life. Oh, wretched man that I am. He's very discouraged with himself and his ability to show up. He knows what he wants it to look like. He knows, but he can't make himself do it. Now I look at Nephi and I think, okay, his brothers were laymen and Lamiel. Give, give yourself some grace here, right? <laughs> it wasn't the easiest family situation. You're in the wilderness. They're trying to kill you. Like, you got a hard thing you're up against. And yet Nephi recognized that he should be able to do better than he was doing. And that is why he felt so discouraged with himself. And I think the same thing happens to all of us. I know it's happened to me where I see how I want to show up in the world. 
I see that I want to be patient. I want to be kind. I don't want to be critical. And then I get in a situation I am anyway. And then I get back to my senses and I think, why did I do that? Why did I say that? And I feel frustrated and discouraged. And I think, am I ever going to figure this out? Why can't I just stop doing that? And all of us have those things. All of us have those things. So I think looking at Nephi is so helpful, especially as we see how he got through it. As we go ahead in chapter four, verses 19 through 23, he says, when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. So he wants to be happy. He wants to not feel down and discouraged and gloomy, which is how he's feeling right now. He is thinking, I don't want to feel this way. I want to be happy. I want to be optimistic. But right now, life feels so heavy. And I just am not happy. So he recognizes, I want to be happy, but I just can't. I'm not happy with who I am. Got these sins. And then he says, nevertheless, I know in whom I am trusted. I have trusted. So he says, even though I can't make myself be happy, even though I can't pop myself out of this before, I know that through it all, even when I was making mistakes, even when I was showing up the wrong way, I know that I have always trusted God. I've always known he was there and I've always tried to follow him. So even though, even though, I at least know that. I at least know that I tried. I at least know that I tried. Nephi continues on in verse 20. My God hath been my support. He hath led me through mine afflictions in the wilderness, and he hath preserved me upon the waters of the great deep. He recognizes all the times the Lord has saved him, all of the miracles he's seen. He hath filled me with his love, even unto the consuming of my flesh. The Lord has shown so much love to me that it's consuming my flesh. It's consuming my natural man. It's burning away the dross, if you will. It's taking away the parts of me that I don't like. And maybe I wish more of it was gone, but I know he's working on it. I know that he's helped me that I've made progress. In 22, he hath confounded mine enemies and to the causing them to quake before me. Behold, he hath heard my cry by day and he hath given me knowledge by visions in the nighttime. So even though Nephi is not where he wants to be, he knows that the Lord is working with him. He knows there's been progress and he can at least recognize that. And then in verses 25 through 27, he says, And upon the wings of my spirit hath my body been carried away into exceedingly high mountains. Mine eyes have beheld great things, yea, even too great for man. Therefore, I was bidden that I should not write them. He's recognizing that he has seen all these wonderful things and all of these things that the Lord has shown him. And so in 26, he says, So if I've seen all of these things, why should my heart weep and my soul linger in the valley of sorrow and my flesh waste away and my strength slacken? Because of my afflictions. Why should I yield to sin because of my flesh? Why should I give way to temptation that the evil one have placed in my heart to destroy my peace and afflict my soul? Why am I angry because of my enemy? I love that we see into Nephi's heart here. He is recognizing, hey, if you look at my life from the outside, I have no reason to be feeling the way I feel. I have seen, I know I've been blessed. The Lord has talked talk to me. I've had all these things. So why am I not happy? And I know for me, there's been times in my life where I've looked around and said, I'm living the dream life. Why am I not happy? Why am I not happy? And I think that that happens to all of us in one way or another, that we sometimes will look at the life and our life and, and logically we know we should be happier than we are. 
or we should be doing better than we are. We should be messing up less than we are. But yet, no matter how hard we try, no matter how hard I tried to take, crank that faucet closed, I just couldn't. It wasn't that I didn't want to, it's that I didn't have the strength. I didn't have the ability. I couldn't get the leverage on it. And sometimes life is the same way for us. It's not that we don't want to change. It's not that we don't want to be better. It's that we just can't in the situation and the surroundings in which we're put. So let's talk about what Nephi did about it. When he felt this way, how did he get past this and move out of this point? Because when we understand that, it can help us as well. In 2 Nephi chapter 4, verses 28, he says, Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice all my heart and give place no more to the enemy of my soul. I love this because Nephi is giving himself a pep talk. He knows where he is. He knows where he wants to be. He doesn't know how to get there, but he's going to tell himself where he wants to be. He's going to say, awake. In 29, he says, do not anger again because of mine enemies. Do not slacken my strength because of mine afflictions. And in 30, rejoice, O my heart. Cry unto the Lord and say, O Lord, I will praise thee forever. Yea, my soul will rejoice in thee, my God and the rock of my salvation. So Nephi doesn't know yet how he's going to get where he wants to get. He just knows that he wants to get there. He just knows that he wants to get there. And so Nephi tells himself, stop doing this. This is where we want to be. And sometimes we do the same thing to us. We're like, stop doing this, right? Like we want to be in this other place. And sometimes that is the first step is just to recognize that where we are isn't where we want to be. And sometimes we need to give ourselves a little bit of a pep talk about where we want to be. And then next in chapter four, verses 31 through 33, he takes the critical step. The most important of this process is what Nephi does in verse 31 when he says, O Lord, wilt thou redeem my soul? I can't do this on my own. I have tried. I don't know why I'm messing up so much, but I am. I'm just not enough yet. I'm in a situation where I can't get the leverage. I can't do what I want to do. Wilt thou redeem my soul? Nephi recognizes that in the past, the Lord has blessed him upon the waters and the wilderness and all the things with his brother. And he's always been there. And he knows now that he's in a place where he needs the savior and he can't do it on his own. He's tried. So he calls out for help. Wilt thou redeem me? And sometimes in our lives, we all have to do the same thing. If we've, if we've tried and we've done all we can do and it's just not enough, then that is the time where we say, Jesus. Will you please fix this? Will you please heal this? Will you please make it better? Because I don't know how. I've tried. It's not working. I need you. I need you. Just like I needed that wrench with the water heater. I needed something besides myself. I couldn't do it alone. And there are times in life when all of us need to do the same thing. And so Nephi does the same thing. He says, wilt thou deliver me out of the hands of mine enemies? Wilt thou make me that I may shake at the appearance of sin? May the gates of hell be shut continually before me because that my heart is broken and my spirit is contrite. O Lord, wilt thou not shut the gates of thy righteousness before me that I may walk in the path of the low valley, that I may be strict in the plain road. He's telling the Lord what he wants. I don't know how to get there, but this is what I want. And can you please do it? Because I know you can. And then in chapter four, verse 33, Nephi says, O Lord, wilt thou encircle me around in the robe of thy circle encircle me around in the robe of thy righteousness. I love that he recognizes that he 
He needs the power of the atonement. A lot of times when the scriptures talk about being clothed or having a robe, it represents the atonement of Jesus Christ. And so Nephi is recognizing, I am in a place where I can't do this by myself, but will you please just encircle me in thy grace? Wrap it around me. Make it be enough. Make me more than what I can be on my own. Encircle me about in that robe. I love that. I love that visualization there. And then he goes on to say, will thou make a way for mine escape be before mine enemies? Will thou make my path straight before me? Will thou not place a stumbling block in my way? He knows that he needs the Lord to get him past where he is right now. And then in chapter four, verses 34 and 35, he goes to the next step. So he's recognized where the Lord has been in the past. He knows where he is. It's not where he wants to be. He's gone to the Lord and said, this is where I want to be. Please save me. And then he decides to trust. In verse 34, he says, oh Lord, I have trusted in thee and I will trust in thee forever. No matter what happens, no matter how long it takes, I'm going to trust you. I know you can do this. I will not put my trust in the arm of flesh. I already know I can't do it, right? I've already tried. So I'm not going to trust myself to fix this, but I will trust you. For I know that cursed is he that putteth his trust in the arm of flesh. In 35, he says, yea, I know that God will give liberally to him that asketh. Yea, my God will give me if I ask not amiss. Nephi knows that when he has asked the Lord for help in the past, he's helped him out. And he's going to trust that he will do that now. So he says, therefore, I will lift up my voice unto thee. Yea, I will cry unto thee, my God, the rock of my righteousness. Behold, my voice shall forever ascend up to thee, my rock and my everlasting God. Amen. Nephi knows that he may not be able to do this on his own, but he knows who can. And so he takes that all important step of asking, please save me. Please redeem me. Please make me enough. And part of redemption is not just forgiveness of sin, but also making whole. And Nephi knows that the Lord can make him what he needs to be. And so Nephi asks for this help. And then what happens is once he is in a place where he's not encircled about in these feelings. When we when we started this chapter, Nephi's feeling very discouraged and, and overwhelmed and, and encompassed roundabout, he says. That's, that's, I think, how he says, I feel overwhelmed. I feel confused. I, there's so much. Why can't I fix this? And we're in, when we're in that place, it's very hard to figure out what steps to take next. How can I get better? But once he goes and he asks help and he says how he wants it to be and he knows that he can trust the Lord, then he gets into a place where he can think more clearly. And once he is there, the Lord prompts him to take those who will follow him and actually leave. And they're able to go and they become the Nephites and they become a separate people. And so sometimes what happens with us is when we are so encompassed with grief and confusion and frustration, it's hard for us to know what step to take next. But if we can go to the Lord and we can say, please save me, please save this, please fix this, please be with me. Then as we start to recognize and look back on all the times he has helped us and, and be able to trust that he will help us in the future, then what happens is that we're able to think more clearly. And when he gives us instruction for what our next step should be, we can hear him. We can hear him and we can move forward and we can do the next step and we're able to be blessed and guided where he wants us to be. So if you're ever in that place where you're feeling like you're you're giving it all, you're giving everything you have, you're trying everything you can do, and it's just not enough, remember 
that there is someone who is strong enough, who is wise enough and who has the right tools. And when we ask for his help, he will always guide us so that we can take the next best step. I'm Jamie Knapp. Have an amazing week as you love your life, live your mission and raise kids to do the same.